and welcome to Thursday afternoon here on Columbo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. I am Tony Columbo, and you are Katie Fitzpatrick. I am. Good day to you. Good day to you. And good day to you. Good day, Malay. Good day, sir. <laughs> why? Why did? Why did that go away? Like, and good day to you. Like that. That you know went what? away. That's a good question. Why? It, it's like, now it's like, how are you? It, it, like, why would language evolve like that? That's I don't a, know. The etiquette, I think it's also something with the etiquette. Yeah, but why, like, how does it even happen that you change the way you talk? I don't know, but I, I do think it has to come. I think it, the formalness mm-hmm. of all of that changed to very lax. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how we got to, oh, how are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's but just how funny, did like, that? Who was the first person was like, I'm going to start saying, I, how are you? Screw you. You're not important. Yeah, like, like, no more etiquette. <laughs> now, just how are you? Why, why change it? No, it's no. Funny. I don't think I've ever had that thought before. Now it's interesting to me. All right. Well, it's not interesting to anybody else. So let's talk about the show. We, <laughs> we have a big one for you today. Uh, we're going to talk to Dr. Randy Tobler a little less than an hour from now, just after three o'clock, as we do every Thursday afternoon at three. Also, we're going to talk to Chandler Hayes. He is the Missouri Republican uh, political director, the GOP uh, director of the state of Missouri. And he is going to join us at about 245 this afternoon. And... State Representative Justin Sparks, Freedom Caucus member, uh, is going to join us at 2.20. So in uh, less than 15 minutes, we'll be talking to Representative Justin Sparks. We'll get the latest happenings in Jeff City with this legislative session. Um, the session is is Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. So they're probably wrapped up or wrapping up the, uh, the week. So it'll be, I want to talk to Justin about, you know, what, what was accomplished, if anything, this week? What's on the docket for next mm-hmm. week? And can we... Can we get can along? We, can we get along? Can we all just get along? And can we expect or hope for, uh, you know, some progress in, next week or in the in the coming weeks in Jeff City? So looking forward to having that conversation here in a few moments. Uh, Supreme Court news. So... You know, I've kind of been, and I think a lot of people have been, I, I've stopped talking about every single state that has a lawsuit yep. mm-hmm. about, because it's just, I think it's like 35 states. Yeah, we looked it up last week. It was yeah. 30, 35. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that 35 states have gone through with it, but th- but in 35 states, there has been at least... Uh, litigation filed or a resolution pat like an investigation done into removing Donald Trump from the ballot. Mm-hmm. It's gotten obviously to you know, it's gotten much. It's gotten further in some states than it has in others. But thirty five states have at least had some kind of official action or discussion on that. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So it's just not worth talking about. But what is worth talking about is what's going to set the precedent for all of that and all of this. And that is the case in front of the Supreme Court right now, which is the original Colorado. Colorado, if you remember, is the state that started all this. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Supreme Court is hearing arguments right now in that case. Um, and if they make. If the Supreme Court rules that Colorado can ban Trump. From the ballot, then that's a huge 
dangerous precedent, in my opinion. And if they rule that you can't, that they can't, it pretty much squashes every uh, it, everything. All else. of this, uh, it's all over with. So, big deal, right? And so far, from the uh, the signals that are coming out of the court, it uh, does not appear to be going uh, uh, good for the state of Colorado. Former President Donald Trump said today that he is a believer in the United States and a believer in the Supreme Court after it heard arguments in Colorado's effort to remove him from the 2024 ballot in that state. The court is considering for the first time ever the meaning and reach of Section 3 of the Constitution's 14th Amendment, which bans former office holders who, quote, engaged in insurrection. How many times do we have to yeah. hear mm-hmm. that term? From holding public public office again, Trump told reporters today that it would be tough to rule against him based on his poll numbers, but maintained that he is leaving it up to the high court. I, 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 I Trump's on the right, like Trump's side is the right side, but not because of his poll numbers. I don't like that, that. That's not the reason why. Yeah, that that is not the definition if, if, of if why he, was, he is. Right if he in was losing case. in all the polls, they shouldn't be able to take him off. That the ballot. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It probably does. It shouldn't. But it probably does influence it a little bit. It, but it shouldn't. It, it, it's this is about. This is about the Fair freedom elections. to vote. Yeah, it's the freedom to vote for who you want to be president of the United States. The Supreme Court appeared skeptical of Colorado's argument that Trump should be removed from the ballot for insurrection related to the 2020 election and the January 6th Capitol riots. During arguments, Supreme Court Justice Katenji Brown Jackson. Oh, haven't heard that name in a minute. <laughs> who was appointed by Joe Biden, said that she understood Colorado's argument, but pointed out that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment lists a lot of people that can be banned, but the president isn't one of them. Yep, there you go. Justice Elena Kagan questioned, quote, why a single state gets to decide who gets to be president. That's amazing. She's calling that idea quite extraordinary. That's amazing. That's Elena Kagan and Katenji Brown Jackson questioning but Colorado's case here. That's not a good sign it for the Democrats. But think about this. If a Supreme Court justice, now we know that they all have political leanings. Yeah. We understand what they believed before they became mm-hmm. a Supreme Court justice. But if they were to agree that Colorado was in the right and Donald Trump is in the wrong and to have this pass every single they would be historic in making sure that the justices are now political entities they are now speaker phones yeah. for a political a entity so they don't want to be written down in the history books as a DNC Joe Biden whatever the case may be operative they want to try to still maintain some kind of justice and equality in this world. I mean, Tony, this would not only be a, a reflection on election integrity, but an election. Uh, uh, it would be what happens to the Supreme Court from here on it. Like, what history do they make mm-hmm. by this choice? And even the most 
even the most extreme politically leading leaning judges on either side, Republican or Democrat, doesn't matter. They they have to find a way to make it work in the law. They have to find a way to whether even if they're stretching it, mm-hmm. they have to find a way to connect it and say that this that this is why they're ruling whatever way they're ruling. And there's just no way to connect Donald Trump to insurrection. He's never been charged with insurrection. He's not guilty. He's never been found guilty of insurrection. So whose who's determination, how can you accuse him legally? How can you say you don't get this because people who... People who committed insurrection don't get this, and you did when they've never, when that person's never been charged with insurrection, never been found guilty of insurrection. Never, it's it's just it it's happen. an it's an impossible case to make. Yeah, you, you just ha- can't fit it. You have you to fit it find a way to make it work, and I, you just can't. I think it's such an incredible reflection on everyone can everyone can go down the rabbit hole trying to get Donald Trump. In whatever capacity, whether you be a moderate, you, whether you be someone that just hates him, never Trump or all the way to the far left. But when it comes down to the brass tacks and when it comes down to the legality of things at the Supreme Court level, it doesn't matter if you hate him. It doesn't matter if you love him. Mm-hmm. All that matters is what you just said. Is it applicable to the law? Yeah. Can, are you able to bend the law mm-hmm. just to get Donald Trump? And the answer is no. Yeah. Because he isn't above or below the law. He is just right. a citizen in the United States. And if you can arbitrarily decide when somebody's committed an act, any act, then it goes both ways. So I, you want to have Republican, you want to have red states start taking Democrat candidates off the ballot? And because. What? They, what does that do to our election? Horrible things. What does that do for the forever and ever? Amen. If yeah. you're allowing that, it also tells. Um, it's also it also sends a message to American voters that you're not smart enough. Yeah. To make the right decision, so we have to put guardrails on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that you know it. It would be literally saying, I know we know that 175 million Americans don't think that Donald Trump committed any crimes or insurrection, but you 175 million Americans are just not smart enough to realize that. Yeah. So we're going to don't matter. take that decision away from you. Golly. Like that is a, that is a hell of a message to send to the American people. And talk about if there was somebody who really did commit criminal insurrection, tried to overthrow the government for real People don't need people don't need the Supreme Court to tell us that that's the not right. the right person to vote for. Right. Like it's 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 telling Americans that they're you're not smart enough to make the right decisions or pick the right people. So we're going to put some guardrails on this so that not everybody can get on the ballot. It is incredible. Which that is that. which is exactly the opposite of the way it's supposed to be. To, to hear supposed the to be the will of the people. Kentanji Brown Jackson. To hear, yeah, I'm like the quotes wow. today. Yeah, not the quotes today aren't from Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett. Yeah, they're from from Brown Jackson and Elena Kagan, two of the 
furthest lefty judges there could possibly be, and they're the ones. What did Kagan called it? Quite extraordinary. <laughs> And she made that point that she made by saying allowing a state. Yeah, to why would dictate, one state get to pick who's that president? That is such an amazing point. Yeah. That is so incredible that she would be the person out of all of them mm-hmm. to point out we cannot allow one state to dictate who goes on the ballot for everybody else and who is it or is the president. Yep. No. Pretty amazing. Not over yet though. But this will be a big moment because it will shut this down. This Because this has been ridiculous. The fact that it's 35 states, the fact that it's dominated so many headlines, all this idea of... And again, if they... What a Pandora's box to open up if they would allow this to happen. Oh my gosh. We would see every four years. We'd see Republican states trying to take Democrats off the ballot. We'd see Democrat states Forever. trying to take Republicans off the ballot. It would be a disaster. We already her. don't have trust in our elections as it is. Yeah, it's true. All right. Um, let's go ahead and get to Justin. Let's go ahead and get to Justin now. We'll get to some of these other stories. There's a there's a Sonny Hostin story today that I'm going to get saw. It is oh, incredible. It is it is incredible. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Also, a Democrat senator last night on television said the quiet part out loud, like the real quiet part out loud on television. And it was bad. So I'm going to fill you in on all of those things as we go through the show this afternoon. But let's get an update from Jeff City in the Missouri legislative session. What is the latest? What happened this week as they wrap up this week? What can we look forward to next week in Jeff City? We'll get that information from Missouri State Representative Justin Sparks next on Colombo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. I was left to my own Welcome back to Club One Katie on 1019 News Talk STL. They're working late this week. All right, Justin Sparks, oh, yeah. Representative Justin Spokane's looking at me like, like Wait, what are I'm you talking about? No, I said they uh, are working you. late this week. Uh, we just reached out to Representative Justin Sparks, and he is uh, still in a committee meeting uh, yes. in Jeff City. So, uh, which is great because hopefully we will be able to talk to him a little bit later on in the show, and you know, see what's, see what? what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, we will uh, hopefully catch back up with Representative Sparks here in just a little bit. Again, we're going to talk to Chandler Hayes. He is the uh, Missouri GOP political director. The uh, statewide Lincoln Days are coming up uh, in just about a week now. That's incredible. I can't believe how late in the year it already is. I know. It Every day goes like, by so fast. Yeah, it feels like, like, one, we shouldn't be in February. Two, we shouldn't be... Almost a Valentine's Day. Yeah, in the middle of it yeah. the next week. <laughs> right. It's just yeah. wild. It is wild. Well, since Justin, maybe this was a little gift mm-hmm. because I wanted to talk about Sonny Hostin, and now we can right now. So great. <laughs> View host Sonny Hostin, who is, is it Hostin, Hostin? I see Hostin. Okay. Who's one of the most progressive woke if you want to mm. say it yeah very much so media personalities right national media oh, yeah. personalities there oh, are oh my gosh she's all the way over there right all the way over there stunned to learn 
that her family were slave owners. Isn't that just something? Wow. Isn't that just something? For somebody that's been playing identity politics as hard oh, and long as she life. has. My gosh. Sonny Hassan was shocked to discover her family's hidden history in a new episode of the PBS documentary show, Finding Your Roots. The documentary show researches prominent figures' family histories through historical records and DNA testing. On the February 6th episode, show host Henry Louis Gates Jr. Why so many names? I don't know. Revealed one of Hostin's ancestors was likely involved in the slave trade in colonial Spain, and her third great-grandfather also, quote, owned at least one human being. Oh, my goodness. Mm-mm-mm. I'm sure she was going on this show to thinking that she would have a that this would just enforce her narrative mm-hmm. and it definitely did not do that work yeah. out in in the way she thought it would Sonny said quote wow I'm a little bit in shock I just always thought of myself <laughs> as half Puerto Rican so her I think it's her mom her she's ha- she's half Puerto Rican half black I think it's her mom is Puerto Rican and her father is black so she says she said, quote, I'm a little in shock. I just always thought of myself as half Puerto Rican. I don't think my family, I didn't think my family was originally from Spain and slaveholders. I had no idea the Spanish roots to this extent. I was still sort of shocked at the depth of the ties. The host then was kind of teasing with like this would... This question, it, it, like it was kind of tongue and kind of smile with a smile on his face. He said, um, uh, "Your everybody's family, you know, your 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 mom's family, everybody's family comes from somewhere. What what do you have against Spain?" Jokingly, yeah. like you know, it's mm-hmm. reading that it can come off a lot harsher than the than the way the conversation was going. And so, you know, he said, "You know, you know, everybody's family comes from somewhere. Why do you got to what do you got against Spain?" And uh, she said. Just the colonization of other people. Um, I'm surprised that they that they were enslavers. Actually, talking about her family, mm-hmm. that's disappointing. And you can just see it on her face. Oh yeah, probably hear it in that interview too. That this is just like, like oh my, not the news that I thought I was going to hear at all. Like reparations. Oh, like, totally. Like, like mm-hmm. that's like and obviously. I shouldn't have to say this out loud, but obviously her ancestors, the way they, their actions, the way that they lived 150 years ago in a totally different world have nothing to do with her. No. Nothing to do with her. She does not have any guilt whatsoever about her family, her great, great, great grandfather owning a slave in Spain or what wherever like she didn't do that yeah it's 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 shocking information like if I were to go to something like this and I would learn something about my family that I was like ooh, like that sucks to hear Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I get that natural reaction Mm -hmm. but the problem is is that her reputation and the way she degrades human beings specifically I'm going to say it, 
white people. Yeah. The the way she just identity politics degrades white people, talks down to them and makes sure that this reparation case, specifically when Biden got into office, was a real thing because she's a lawyer, quote unquote, (laughs) was a real thing that she legitimized and she discussed as being something that could happen under President Biden. All of that mixture is what brings us to the conclusion why this is hilarious. It's not fun to, to learn that your ancestors did something like slavery, but the, the fact of it remains that that was so long ago. That was a, This is not a justification by any means. No. But everybody that's in the United States probably has some kind of connection to slavery. Well, and a lot of people, I wonder how many other people, if they went through the background of their ancestors, history yes. test that she just went through, how, how many people would be just like her? Totally surprised. There were black slave owners. Yes. In history. I mean, yes. it's not like. It didn't start in the United States. Yeah. It happened all over the world. That there was, was the way that was the currency. Yeah, unfortunately, it, that was the uh, currency. Yeah. Horrible things are in our history. Yes. As people. There, horrible things are in our history as Americans. And there's horrible things in our history as the planet as the as the global as the human race there's horrible history in europe asia south america everywhere what is important is that we we learn from the past and we leave it in the past and we get away from those horrible things right that are in our past. Yeah, we've evolved. Yeah, we've that's changed. that's the important thing. How we live our lives now and how we hand the planet off to the next generation to get to a race, not a race, but remove ourselves, as you said, evolve away from the terrible behavior of the past, which, again, was a completely different world than we live in. There is no justification. You don't have to justify history. History is history. Right. It it happened. Right. It happened. And you can learn from it, Mm -hmm. understand it, and make sure that the the bad things in history don't happen again and learn the lessons of, of good things that have happened in history to apply to the future. Or you can somehow pretend that something that happened in somebody's family 200 years ago is should be hung around that uh, that person's neck now but this is what's so this is what's so bad about identity politics in general besides this example with Sonny, there's also examples of you know jimmy kimmel dressing in blackface we have justin trudeau dressing in blackface joy behar Behar. we have people saying things before social media was a thing, but we're caught on tape. We have our president saying he doesn't want to put his kids mixed in with the jungle. We have instances where people that have pressed so hard to make identity politics a reality and to make other people feel so horrible about things that maybe have been done in their past that we have examples of white people going up to black people, kissing their shoe and apologizing profusely for 200 years ago of what their great 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 grandpa did before he took the Mayflower here. Like we have we have those instances happening and why it matters so deeply is because people like Sonny and Jimmy Kimmel and Justin Trudeau and Joy Behar pushed 
this down our throats that a type of human being that exists today is horrible and heinous and should be reprimanded at every instance of our being for existing and forever making mm-hmm. a mistake. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. blackface, slavery, uh, things yeah, been family said, history, yeah. family history, things been said behind closed doors. All of that is very prevalent and have lived in all yeah. of these people's lives before. The people that the the people that do that, that kiss the feet and apologize for something that they didn't do. Again, none of this is even relevant to life today. It shouldn't be, except for understanding what happened in the past and never let it happen again. Are you? Do you even know if that is your family history? As you're down there apologizing, right. do you even know? And do you know? That the person you're apologizing to, do you know that their family, are you sure that they didn't have something in their history? Like Sonny Austin, who was positive that she wouldn't have had that in her totally. history, did? She was positive. Like, what are you apologizing for? But this is where we are. And and the story like this, whenever I read it today, I was like, yeah, that's why you just don't play the identity politics game to begin with. You just don't. Couldn't have happened. To a more, it could be like a more perfect yeah, person. Seriously, unbelievable. Uh, James Carville, who James? I'm not saying this is a good thing. Nobody talks more about James Carville than, <laughs> than this show than, uh-huh. I, than me. Yes, uh, but James Carville uh, is once again telling Joe Biden and Democrats that they have a bad plan. The Democratic strategist said last night on CNN that Democrats should stop telling voters that the economy is good saying that people live in the economy and they feel it. (laughs) He went on to say, quote, if you tell people they live in a good economy and they don't think they do, they think you don't understand their lives. I don't agree that they, the Biden administration, should go out and tell people how great this country is. You've got to let people feel the economy and they can talk about measures they've taken to help people deal with which obviously has been a cost of living increase for families across the country. He's still now James Carville still thinks that Joe Biden is a good president. Right. Right. So, but remember that. Yeah. But he at least has the political instincts to know that this strategy that has been going on for months now of telling voters that they're too stupid to understand what, Biden and Harris have done for us mm-hmm. and if they would just listen and we, and we listen to us and we'll, we'll educate you we'll teach you you know all of our accomplishments and then you'll get it and you'll realize that we're a great president He's he at least has the political instincts to understand that that's a really bad plan I think that and what it, it feels like consecutively and consistently James Carville just keeps pointing out that it's not necessarily the policies that he disagrees with although there I'm sure there are some yeah it's the messaging because the messaging has gone so far out of the yeah. realm of a, a moderate or I, I I heart it's classic liberal that kind yeah. of dimension the messaging has gone so far away from that that now you're getting you could have never dreamed, I'm sure, Tony, 20 years ago, whenever you kind of started to get your foot into politics, of Democrats being the one not for the working man, not for really unions. I mean, the people inside the union, mm-hmm. not the big union, mm-hmm. capital U. It's a good point. 
you could have never you could have never rationalized or thought of Democrats being like not the peace givers, not the peacekeepers, or now saying you're too stupid. Let me run your entire life. Yeah, that was 20 years ago that they used to function and have that messaging. It's gotten so off the beaten path that now conservatives are the people saying we're working for the everyday man. I mean, I just don't think anyone could have thought about that flip happening, and here we are. Just how far to the left they've gone. Just how far to the left. Because James Carville is an extreme Democrat. (laughs) He is all the way left. Is that okay? I I didn't know his politics or, you know, I know a lot about him, but he was the, he's, he's the, he's the architect of Bill Clinton's presidential campaign. Right. He's the one that, he's the one that got Bill Clinton into uh, office. He, uh, but he's a, pretty far a, left. A brilliant kid. Even at that, even at that time, he's all the way left. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But he's so, just saying the messaging isn't right. Yeah, but he understands that, that that it's a perfect quote. If you tell people they live in a good economy and they don't think they do, then they just think that you don't understand their lives. And now you have alienated that voter, mm-hmm. those people from you, telling people that they're they're not smart enough to understand what you've done for them is not a way to get people to vote for you. It's a bad plan. It's been a bad plan from the beginning. And they have tripled down on that strategy. Do you think they'll the ever, world. do you think this administration will ever be able to change that messaging? I don't think so, because I think they don't, you know, for all the all the flack that Donald Trump gets, deservingly, for uh, uh, be, being unable to admit a mistake, Joe Biden is just as bad. Yeah. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are Dodge. just as bad. Dodging and weaving. They would they would never say that there's... I mean, every time you hear them, every interview is, the economy is great. We've done great things. We've This has been a great presidency. People, if people just understood all of the things that we did for them, we wouldn't have these terrible approval ratings. We wouldn't have these terrible poll numbers. I don't it's think not we us. Get out of it. It's not us. It's right. how it, you don't get it. It's the voters don't understand. Right. And if literally, like they've said, the only mistake we've made is not doing a good enough job of teaching you guys. Yeah. That's literally that's what she like, said yeah. last week. That's what they've all said. I, that's what they've all said. I just don't see how they dig themselves out of a hole. I don't see them changing so that because they're feel. so. I don't think they're capable of it. Yeah, I don't think Joe Biden is capable of not even admitting in a mistake, like admitting that, hey, yeah, it's been tough. Bidenomics didn't work. Yeah, yeah. But not even in an election year, like not even this year when he needs to win people over. You don't think he'll be able to change that? I don't think so. They've, they've, they've not shown any sign yeah. that they're capable of doing that. In fact, every chance that they have had to do that, they've doubled and tripled yeah, down. That's true. They, yeah. They have not made a good point. I mean, he won't even admit that people question his age. He won't even admit that out loud. Like he he won't even address the concern about his age. You can and you can address that concern without validating it, but he won't even he he won't even he acts like it's it doesn't even exist. In every poll, every poll across the board, it's like the number one issue with Joe Biden. People are worried that he's not, Democrats included, are worried that he has the mental ability, physical and mental capability of serving another four years. But when he's asked about that, he nobody thinks that. 
So we have someone on our live stream really quickly saying that we're spouting opinions and we have no facts about this. But I would like to clarify, these are opinions of people that have been polled. These are people that have talked about the economy might be working, but what I see in my pocketbook subjectively, my opinion is it isn't working. My paycheck isn't doing better. My work doesn't yeah. seem like they're hiring more people. So to your point, I think it, um, their last name is Cox. To your point, we're talking about the way people feel right now when they are polled about this issue. Right. That's it's it's subjective to someone that is working day in and day out and looking at their paycheck feeling like I can't pay my groceries or my bill right now. It's also my job to give my opinion. True. <laughs> Very true. Very and I, but, true. But I, I, I am telling you why I have this opinion. And it's based on what, exactly what you just said. It's based on poll numbers. It's based on what people have said. Yes. When asked. Are their concerns. Yes. Joe Biden's approval rating is in the toilet. Kamala Harris is even worse. Like there's been they, to act like there's nothing wrong. Yeah, is just go to ludicrous politics. They yeah. polls about it all the time. It's a bad plan. It's not working. It's not working. Not working. Mm-mm. All right, got to get to another conversation here with Chandler Hayes. He is the director of the Missouri GOP. There is a, uh, the statewide Lincoln days are right around the corner. Want to talk to him about that. Also talk to him about some of the, uh, issues that we have seen this year and the, in Jeff city and in the news, the division happening in the Missouri Republican party. And, uh, if things are getting better and we can, uh, expect some progress as we go through this, uh, legislative session, uh, we'll talk about all this stuff and more with Chandler Hayes next on Colombo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 1019941 News Talk STL. Just to wrap up that point about that question that we got talking about. Joe Biden's approach and people being upset with Bidenomics and the economy and all of that. And somebody mm-hmm. said, where are you getting this opinion mm-hmm. that that people are upset with Bidenomics? That's, you're just that's just your opinion. Where are you getting this information? I just Googled. <laughs> that's all we have to do. Poll on Bidenomics. I encourage you to do this yourself. Here are, here are the headlines. Mm-hmm. From AP News, and I'm not like these aren't. I'm not going to like Fox News, Newsmax. No, AP News. President touts Bidenomics, though new poll shows just 34 percent approve his handling of the economy. <laughs> 34. NBC News jumbled mess. The Bidenomics branding leaves voters baffled. Uh, the Hill, 58 percent in new poll say Bidenomics policies making economy worse. 58. That's so bad. New Yorker. Bidenomics is a political bust for Biden. I mean. On and on. It's been. I've reported on so many. We've read so many polls about this that it's a pretty easy opinion to 
to form. So anyway, moving on, we have a guest on the line. Chandler Hayes is the political director of the Missouri GOP. There is a big event heading our way statewide, Lincoln Days. I want to talk to Chandler about that and more. Chandler, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. How are you? Guys, I am doing, uh, well, you know, this is kind of what I tell everybody. I say, if I was having any more fun, I'd have to split in two to share all these <laughs> So I was just saying, uh, uh, Katie and I were just talking about uh, a moment ago that I can't believe that we're already in, I can't believe it's already February, and I can't believe we're already well into February, that, these, uh, that this event is right around the corner. So um, tell us about uh, Lincoln Days, about this, this event, this annual event that, uh, that uh, the, the Missouri GOP puts on, and uh, what it's all about, and why it might be something that, uh, that voters would want to attend. Well, the listeners of Columbo and Katie, great show, by the way, guys. And you know what? I've actually had to rethink that statement that I made about splitting in two to share all these good times. Thanks to Bidenomics, I'm going to have to split in two to share a little bit of the expense of living yeah. in Joe Biden's America. Yeah. 50% goes fifty percent goes to today, Chandler. 50% goes to tomorrow, Chandler. I feel right. real sorry for that, that, that tomorrow, Chandler sucker. He's, a, he's, he's in for a world of hurt. But uh, yes, yeah, statewide Lincoln Days is kind of the state party's premier event. It is a great big get together, a weekend get together. It's going to be the 16th and the 17th. So check in will start at noon on the 16th and we'll have, you know, breakout sessions and speakers and activities happening Friday afternoon. Um, it's going to be a great time. We've got all the big names in Missouri politics are going to come down and headline. It's a good opportunity for people that want to actually, you know, I mean, we see our senators on TV, we see our governors in the newspaper, we see our state representatives, you know, at some town hall here. But this is a great opportunity for you to be able to get up close and personal and spend some kind of casual, relaxed, everybody's having a good time, uh, FaceTime with the electeds in your community, in your state. And also to hear from special guests. You know, it's not just going to be banquets and dinners and listening to speeches from politicians. You know, the Missouri GOP is going to be sponsoring, you know, voter contact workshops. How do you, a person in your community, right, someone listening to News Talk STL right now, right, that lives in the suburbs of uh, St. Louis or in the county or in the city, what can you do to impact, you know, your community, the politics of your state if you're just one person? This is going to be a great opportunity for you to learn all about how to be engaged and not just engage as like, I don't know, write a letter to your congressman, but real impact, real change. How do you organize walk books? How do you audit voter data? What is voter data and all that stuff? So it's going to be a great opportunity. We're going to have good food. We're going to have a Friday night barbecue bash uh, with Senator Josh Hawley, Senator Eric Schmidt and Congressman Sam Graves headlining. And uh, then Saturday night, I'm actually pleased to announce we're going to be having a banquet and our keynote special guest is going to be, you guys have probably heard her name in the news a little bit, being talked about as a potential vice presidential contender. Uh, our our uh, Saturday night banquet headliner is going to be South Dakota Governor Christy Noem. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. We were just talking about her yesterday. Sure. Yeah, we were so just talking cool. about her yesterday, about vice president, actually. You're exactly right. Yes, yes. We're very, very happy that the governor's coming down. Like I said, she was just on Hannity the other day, and 
basically everybody in the whole of the political conservative news world is, you know, all the tongues are wagging that she's a top three pick for vice president. So mm-hmm. we're very excited that she's going to come down and hang out with us Saturday night the 17th. So I've been, I've uh, attended multiple Lincoln Days in the past, and you know you just laid it out, and I think it's it's really um, uh, a perfect thing that people can take advantage of because if you are <clears throat> politically active, if you're politically engaged, and obviously in 2024 this you know it's never been more important to be uh, politically active and engaged. This is a chance to see if you wanted to if you wanted to hear from all of these different voices and have these conversations throughout the year. Typically, you would have to attend a dozen different rallies. <laughs> You'd have to go here to see this person, go here to see this person. Absolutely. This this is uh, this brings all of that together in one punch that you can you, you a chance to hear from all of these folks that otherwise you know you would have to spread out and go and and, and uh, travel to go see this gives you an opportunity to see everything at once and kind of get the collective measure all at the same time a hundred percent you know very few people have the time or the means to just hike up to washington dc and you know talk to these guys well we're taking the legwork out of it or at least some of the legwork out of it and bringing all of them home to missouri to talk to you like i said friday night you're going to have all the statewide elected officials everybody that's running for governor everybody that's running for secretary of state everybody that's running for treasurer i'd remind that your listeners that 2024 is not just a big year nationally it's a big year in missouri too we've got Mm -hmm. a lot of people running for secretary of state we got a lot of people running for treasurer lieutenant governor governor multiple you know runs at office state senate there's a lot going on in missouri politics right now and if you want to get involved you want to meet people you want to see you know you want to put faces to some of the names that you've seen in the news or that you've heard uh katie and colombo talking about here on the show (laughs) come to kansas city and meet them next weekend because they will be there that's chandler hayes he is the political director of the missouri gop statewide lincoln days february 16th 17th and 18th uh one more time before we let you go chandler if people uh want to learn more they want to plan this out the website social media all of that that they can get this information and uh attend lincoln days absolutely all righty listeners i'm gonna give you just a second to grab that pen all right reach over there scramble for it oh no i just dropped it hang on it's down here on the floor i hate it they can always go back to the podcast or the live stream and just go back there to this too go. that's, that's a good remember yeah good reminder downloading the show yeah if you're not do it all right so statewide lincoln days is going to be at the kci hilton in kansas city the 16th 17th and 18th and if you want to get your tickets to come see josh holly to come see governor christy Nome. You can find those on mogop.org. Go to the 2024 Lincoln Day tab, and there's a button there that says purchase your registration here. There you go, mogop.org. That's pretty simple, and you can go from there and get all the information you need. Chandler Hayes, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, and I hope you have a great event at uh, Lincoln Days, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. It was a total pleasure. Thank you so much for having me <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, really Chandler. appreciate your time. That is Chandler Hayes, the political director of the Missouri GOP. All right. Going to continue the conversation. Oh, you know what? He, we touched on it there with uh, with Chandler. So it's a perfect time to remind you that, uh, yeah, if you ever miss anything or need to go back and hear something again that we talked about, just make sure you subscribe to the podcast. The show out as a podcast every day right after we get off the air. 
on basically every podcast platform. So just subscribe to Columbo and Katie. Also, of course, you can go back and uh, you can watch the streams live or go back and watch our uh, live streams after the show as well on Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of it. All right. We are going to talk to Dr. Randy Tobler. He joins us next on Columbo and Katie. Sleepy time. 